Hello and welcome to Hitting the High Note. I'm your host, Kevin Cusack, and today I have a very talented and special guest from California joining me by phone, Heather Yeomans. How are you doing, Heather? I'm doing so good. Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. And you just recently appeared on the new Fox show, I Can See Your Voice. Tell me a little bit about your experience on that show. Okay, so how I got on the show is the craziest story. I was at lunch one day before COVID happened and everything, and I was I was walking around Hollywood, and I got a phone call from a casting director um, who saw me on social media, had heard from a few other people um, that I could be a good fit for this show. It came out of nowhere and I submitted my video and did an interview and then COVID happened. And, you know, of course things had to shut down for a little bit. So I didn't hear back for a while. And then lo and behold, in July, um, they sent me an email and asked if I was still interested. And then I found out that I was not only going to be singing on this TV show, but also tap dancing on national TV. So as you might imagine, um, I was feeling all the things, <laughs> the excitement, the um, a little bit of nervousness, because it's a tall order to do all of that at once, all of that at once under that type of pressure. But, you know, what was crazy about it, though, is that, you know, this show has been in other countries and this was the first season in the United States. So I was learning about the show and how it worked as we were shooting it. So it was all like a surprise to me in the moment. And then for those that are listening that don't know what I Can See Your Voice is, it's this brand new TV show on Fox, a hit singing show. Um, and basically there are six secret voices on every episode and there are different ones each episode and they all have names. So my name was the tap dancer because I am a tap dancer in real life. And so naturally I had to tap on the show. Um, there were also other names, like there was the chef on my episode, the phlebotomist, fashion designer, like you get it. And among those six secret voices, any number of them could be good and ultimately what the contestant who's playing to win money needs to do is they need to eliminate all the bad singers to win money and ultimately have a good singer left standing at the end to win a hundred thousand dollars if they bet that it's a good singer so along the way that contestant has help from a panel of celebrity detectives and a musical superstar who gets to sing in the final number with that contestant that we don't know. We don't know if they're good or bad. Uh, so it can be an absolute train wreck, train wreck or like a really great collaboration. Uh, so yeah, naturally it was, it was just a lot to learn about and, and figure out. And um, it was such an incredible experience to be on the show. Right on. And what was it like meeting Ken Jong? Ken is one of the sweetest people ever. He was like my favorite part of the entire experience because Ken, of course, is an executive producer. So, you know, this is his show. He's he tries to make it like a really inviting environment for all the artists and performers that are there on set. And for that, I'm so appreciative. 
the show isn't about, you know, making singers feel like, feel bad when they get eliminated. The elimination of, of a good singer is actually like a really funny moment and a moment that lifts the singer up. Because if you look at shows like American Idol and The Voice, it's like when a singer gets eliminated, it's like the end of the world, right? But on this show, it's a really positive experience because you could have everybody guessing that you're a bad singer the whole time. And then you get up there and they're like, I'm eliminating the tap dancer. And that person opens their mouth to sing. And it's really good. And everybody's so surprised. So it's like at the end of the day, it's a really pleasant surprise. And all the celebrities saying that was really awesome. I was so wrong. That's so cool. And, you know, the show doesn't make fun of bad singers in the way that other shows have in the past, too, which I think is really great. Um, A lot of the bad singers are comedians, which I love, because when we finally get to meet them after their identity is revealed, they usually have something really funny to say. Um, Like the karaoke king, he's a comedian, and he was on my episode. And um, he was just such such a funny guy. But if you're a bad singer, it's just like they know that they're a bad singer and they're like shopper singers. They just get out there and give it their all. And they're like, you know, I'm not a good singer, but I'm like, I do this. And the show's really good about lifting those performers up as well, even though they're not, you know, presented as a good singer. Um, But Ken is incredible. And I think Ken has a lot to do with making the experience so positive for everybody. Right on. And yeah, you started in theater. Yeah. What was your favorite musical that you were in? Oh my gosh, that's such a hard question. There are a bunch of musicals that I want to be in. Um, I did a lot of the classic musicals when I was growing up because I started working in professional theater when I was 10. Uh, I did like The Music Man, The Sound of Music, Annie Get Your Gun, Annie, like all the all the classics that we all know. Um, but I would have to say my favorite one that I've been in so far is A Cross Between Footloose and hair probably hair so at the beginning of the year in 2020 i was rehearsing for a production of hair in los angeles with an incredible cast and we were three quarters of the way through rehearsals and we had to halt everything that we were doing because we went into a mandatory lockdown in los angeles so you know I've kept in touch with all those cast members and eventually we're going to do the show when it's safe. Uh, But, you know, going through the process of learning that show before COVID and then, you know, seeing everything that's happened, happened in the world, like since March, 2020, it just, that show is timeless to me because, you know, there are so many different songs that ring true for what's going on today in the world. So I'd have to say hair. Right on. And yeah, hair is a classic for sure. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. Uh, the music is wonderful. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. I mean, music is so much fun to sing. Um, I can't wait for when we actually get to perform the show because like, the singers in this cast are out of this world. They're so, so good. It's just we're all like a family now because we've gone through the pandemic together virtually like whenever we were sad or we needed somebody to like lean on or we needed advice or encouragement, um, we had each other. And I think that's the really beautiful thing about theater is the community. Absolutely. Yeah. And I was in theater in high school and was in South Pacific. So definitely can relate. 
I love that. Yeah, theater's great. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's a great, like, medium to, you know, express yourself. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And you've done a lot of really neat stuff performing for uh, UNICEF shows with Sting, Chris Body, and Natalie Cole. Yeah, that was a crazy experience. I was a teenager when that happened, and I, I was the opening soloist for um, this UNICEF benefit concert that headlined all of those artists that you just mentioned. And I got to meet and talk to Sting and Natalie Cole. I didn't, I didn't meet Chris, but after I met Sting and watched him perform that evening, that was when I knew that I wanted to play bass and sing because that's like another thing that I do in addition to tap dancing and singing and theater. Um, and that night was very inspirational for me. It was one of those like turning points in my career as a performer. Definitely. And yeah, you mentioned bass and you also do PR for Fender, which is really super neat. And you got yeah. to work with Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys. I mean, he's a legend. Um I had the opportunity to interview him through some work that I did with Fender. Um, and the, the video is actually on YouTube. I was behind the camera though, so you don't see me, but it was me asking all the questions. If you just like Google Brian Wilson, Beach Boys, Fender, um, it'll come right up. But Brian is um, a really, really sweet man and he's a genius. Right on. And yeah, my mom, uh, is originally from Southern California and grew up going to Beach Boys shows um, back in the day. I love that. Yeah. And you also have a BA in journalism and mass communication. And I do as well. I went to ASU and you went to Cal State Long Beach. And I actually have I a friend that went to Cal State Long Beach as well. Oh, no way. In yeah. the journalism program? No, I was in business. Oh, that's cool. Well, I went to their business school. That's where I got my MBA. So I'm I'm a big fan of Long Beach State. Um, go 49ers. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, um, it was a really cool time of my life. You know, I've always been creative. I've always been a performer, but... It was it was really awesome to like dive into writing more and to to learn about business um, because I always say that I I live like two lives like I have I have like business Heather um, and then I have performer Heather and and a lot of the times like those two me's like intersect um, based on like what I'm working on or what I'm doing but um, yeah I mean. Being a journalist was, you know, one of the most exciting times of my life. I mean, I talked to so many of my musical idols. Like when I was, I, I started journalism, doing it professionally when I was 19. Like I wasn't even done with my bachelor's yet, but I ended up meeting like the right person to get me writing. And um, it just kind of took off from there. And, you know, um, in a very exciting turn of events, um, I just came back to writing again. So I've been writing articles for Darling Magazine, which is like a, a women's like empowering lifestyle outlet. That's awesome. Yeah. Your music has been in soundtracks for some really good films. Flicka 2 and like this movie, Moondance Alexander, which are both like horse movies. Like if anybody knows like the, the books, like My Friend Flicka, um, like you'll know, like this is like the movie, um, you know, series like based on that. Um, I've had my songs in a lot of like horse movies and a lot of dance movies, ironically. 
funny enough. So that's kind of like the running joke in my family. Like if I'm going to have like a song in a movie, they're like, oh, is it about dancing our horses? <laughs> dancing is great. And yeah, horses are pretty cool too. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I used to, growing up in Southern California, I had a best friend who like rode competitively. So, you know, I've ridden some horses. It's like super, it's super fun. It's something I'd like want to get more into, but you know, um, there's only so much time in the day. And as, uh, you know, my husband's grandmother says, she's, she says, I must be so busy tap dancing these days because <laughs> ever since people have seen the TV show, they, they think that's like all I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, what's really neat is your work has been featured in magazines such as Forbes Women and Parade. Yeah. So I actually released a song, a single called Shine right before my episode aired on I Can See Your Voice. And I'm just really overwhelmed by the support from everybody. And the song is, it's all about, you know, making people happy and inspiring people to really just shine um, in their own skin um, and to, to really embrace like that inner beauty and, you know, going into the new year, like the song is having such an impact still on everybody because I think we're just in need of a little bit of inspiration and spreading happiness right now. So, um, thankfully, you know, parade and, and Forbes women, you know, saw that in the song and they, um, decided to share it with their readers. And I was so thankful for that because the reason I do what I do is to just spread happiness and, you know, hopefully people smile because we all need to smile right now. It's a hard time. and um, I'm just doing what I can do to help people out. Definitely. And that's very good. And yes, the world needs happiness right now. Absolutely. Totally. Yeah. More than ever. Some of your inspirations is the band Heim which is phenomenal. Yeah, I love Heim so much. I have a t-shirt that says fourth Heim sister. <laughs> <laughs> and I joke that that's kind of like what I am <laughs> because I love their music. I mean, they're they're like poppy, but they're like earthy and organic sounding and really like the, the vocals are raw and so full and emotional. And and rhythmic and there, there's just so many things that I love about Haim and the sisters. My husband, ironically enough, went to school at UCLA with SD Haim, the bass player and vocalist in the band. Oh, wow. And yeah. And they were like in class together, like passing notes. Um, but she's like incredible. And I just have a lot of respect for their musicianship and what they do. Their songwriting is incredible as well. Um, and I think they're in, they're inspired by a lot of other bands that that I've you know grown up listening to as well. I would say like some of my other influences are Alanis Morissette and Sheryl Crow and Fiona Apple. Um, just a lot of like badass ladies, um, badass women in music. Um, I love Ann Wilson of Heart. Like I have a lot of like rock and country influences. Faith Hill, Martina McBride. I mean, like the list goes on and on and on and then there are some artists that are la based and um more up and coming like beck pete and donna missile who i just i really love i love how honest their music is um you know there's there's just so many inspiring uh, musicians out there and i just try to like you know take it all in and you know 
bring it into my music and put something out in the world that's like uniquely me and and helps people you know like i'm just here like i said like i'm here to spread happiness and that's like my mission as an artist there are so many badass women in this industry that like heim (laughs) that can go and you know like make guys like heads turn because of how well they play and how well they write they're right up there with the greatest musicians of all time so i think that you know the more that we can see women you know see women for what they are like beyond their gender and more like look at their artistry and musicianship like i'm all for that i think that's really important in the industry right now i agree gotten to see cheryl crow play live a couple years ago i've seen cheryl live she was so good she's such a great musician and and guitar player um and her her voice sounds incredible i just i love her story and i think cheryl's path to stardom um and notoriety you know it is one that more women need to know about because I think as as a woman in this industry, you feel like you always have an expiration date as an artist, but you know, Cheryl didn't have her, her big hits, you know, until she was like in her later thirties. I want to say if I'm, if I'm remembering that correctly, but she had been like a really established songwriter in town. Um, And, and then, you know, she just kind of, broke out from that and became known as this this big artist that we that we love today but um you know cheryl by no means like age-wise like fit that mold you know of you know like early to mid-20s you know um pop artists like that's she cheryl just her talent stood on its own so much that like you know none of that stuff really matters at that point you know if the music moves you i feel like like, people need to hear it and it doesn't matter how old you are or what your gender is or what you look like if it's music that moves people people need to hear it absolutely and yeah you mentioned your song uh shine what was the writing process behind that yeah so i have a good friend in the music industry who i met through fender and before COVID, this is like in 2019, I had been traveling and I stopped in San Francisco to stay with her and just hang out. We ended up going to San Francisco Giants game and, you know, we were talking about how we're going to have our 10 year reunions coming up. Mine, ironically enough, was this year, but it got postponed because of COVID. So I don't even know if I'm ever going to have a 10 year reunion. But um, this song is all about it's, it's like a love letter written to my younger self or to our younger selves. Everything that we would have told them, like you're enough, like you're beautiful. Um, just all the things that I definitely found, found myself doubting as a young woman um, when I was growing up, when I was in high school. Um, it's funny when you, when you look back at your mindset when you were 15, 16, 17, even 18 um, and, and look look back at that, you know, with a decade more of, of life lived, you know, your, your perspective really changes. And so when we started writing the song, that was the premise for it. It's like, what, what would you have told your younger self? You know, like if people, like, I remember like high school was a, 
it was it was cool but you know I had my struggles and you know there were some girls that were just not very nice to me and I I remember feeling so um debilitated by that and you know I look back on that now and I'm like why could it, why did I take that so seriously uh, why couldn't I have just trusted in you know who I was and just why why didn't I like know my inner beauty and like use that as strength but uh, you know, when we sat down to write it, that's what we thought about. And I've had women reach out to me on social media that have said, you know, when I was in high school, I was like made fun of a lot. And, you know, but look at me now, like, look at what I'm doing with my life. Like I'm stronger than ever. And, and that's what this song is about. Like, that's how it's meant to touch people because I know I'm not the only woman out there. And the song isn't just for like ladies. Like it's, it kind of documents the story of a girl, you know, growing up, that type of thing. Um, but I think it could be applied to just anybody's situation. It's it's relatable across the board for sure. Right on. And since now we're in 2021, what is your goal as an artist for this year? Oh my goodness. Um, release more music. Um, so tomorrow I have a session for a new song that I've written with uh, my friend who I, who wrote shine with me, Maria Gironis. And we're laying down some drums and some bass and some guitar. I'm so excited to share this new music with everybody. I have, I have two new songs that um, one is completely done and will be released this spring. And then the second one, like I said, I'm just working on it right now and that one will come later this year. So I think it's just, you know, putting more creativity and music out into the world, spreading more happiness. Like, like I said, that's my mission as an artist, like whatever I do, like I'm doing it for others. Like it's fun for me, of course, but it's like, what am I doing to make an impact? And that's a question that I asked myself a lot in 2020. Like, why do I do what I do? Um, like what is the big picture? And that, that really is where I landed. So more music, more creativity, more tap dancing, like follow me on Instagram for all the tap videos. Um, I just did a tap video to the song driver's license, um, which is like blowing up right now. It's like all over. Um, and yeah, I mean, follow me for just creative stuff. And I'm always, I'm always about like posting on like inspirational quotes or, you know, motivational um messages and stuff like that i i just want to make sure that i'm being an example of like lifting people up right now um because i think we just need more of that in the world yeah we do need lots of positive vibes definitely that's who i am though i'm positive vibes unless i haven't eaten or i'm really tired (laughs) but i think we can all relate to that oh yeah definitely i'm the same way too (laughs) so yeah yeah, you were also on American Idol. So long ago. Yeah. <laughs> Season seven, like a right? Completely different person then. I was I was nineteen. I went to Hollywood Week. It was fun. Like I met a lot of cool friends and um, a lot of them that I still keep in contact with. So like for that, like the experience was so cool. Just just for me to like get to know other people who like love singing just as much as I do. Um, but you know, it was it was a cool experience, but. I have to say that I love my my experience on I Can See Your Voice more um, because it was like an intimate group of us. It was only like six good or bad singers, like six performers on each episode. Um, so it's a lot more focused. Um, and I think that, you know, at the end of the day, like 
you're going to be featured in a prominent way. Idol is, it's, it's a little bit harder on that show because there's so many incredible singers. Um, and you don't know like how much camera time you're going to get. Um, so I think that's another reason why I can see your voice is, um, just a really great show for up and coming singers to participate in because, um, they really take the time to like focus on you. Um, cause you know, if you're going to go through shooting a national TV show, which is very stressful, no matter how much experience you have, no matter how good of a performer you are, like shooting a national television show and having to perform under pressure like that. And for me, like having to sing and tap pretty much at the same time, it's a lot. So, you know, for that effort, you know, the show was really great at featuring all the different performers that were there. So for that, I'm really appreciative. Anything you want to add? Honestly, I'm like trying to think. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would say, like, like I said, follow me on Instagram, follow me on Twitter. Um, for if you really like inspirational, like motivational messages and you, when you just like open your phone and you just pick me, pick me up from me. I do that all the time on Twitter. Um, there's different messages. Um, if you want the tap videos, go to Instagram, um, reach out to me. Like if there's a song that you want to hear me sing, like I'm, I'm all open to that. Like on Fridays, um, I'm starting to do this thing where I do like an IG stories concert. So I open up song requests and then I sing like acapella, like, like any song that virtually like comes through. Like I, I sang a Blackpink song, um, two weeks ago. So it's, I'm really like open to like anything. Um, but there have been some really good song requests. I think today it's All of Me by John Legend. Um, another like Ed Sheeran song Me by, uh, Taylor Swift. Like just some, just some cool stuff. So I'm, I'm always open to talking to fans, talking to other singers, giving advice and like getting back on that because I feel so lucky that I had other singers that like took me under their wing and other performers that did that. And so I try to do my best to just be accessible and be open to everybody just to help. Right on. Thank you so much, Heather, for joining me. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This was, I love having conversations about music and, awesome artists and the show it's it's just so much fun and i'm glad to be connecting with people and you know providing conversation during this time when i think we all just want to feel a little closer to each other definitely yeah thanks again heather yeah thanks thanks for having me and uh you know here's to hitting the high note i'm i'm glad that i was able to hit mine on the show and here's to you know, being more confident to do that in the future as well. And to anybody out there who's willing to sing, like you can hit the high note, like keep going. And if you're already hitting high notes and you're waiting for your big break, like keep going because you're going to make it. We'll be playing Heather Yeoman's single shine after this quick message. Hey, this is Heather Yeoman's and you're listening to hitting the high note. Welcome back to hitting the high note. I'm your host, Kim Cusack. And right now I'm going to play for you. The new single, Shine, by Heather Yeomans. Not going to the party because she's afraid to be seen But all the girls who think they're smarter with ways a little smaller She was only 16 
Thank you all for listening to Hitting the High Note.